Numbers chapter 3, these are God's words. Now these are the records of Aaron and Moses when Yahweh spoke of Moses on Mount Sinai. And these are the names of the sons of Aaron. Nadab the firstborn, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These were the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priests, whom he consecrated to minister as priests. Nadab and Abihu died, had died before Yahweh when they offered profane fire before Yahweh in the wilderness of Sinai, and they had no children. So Eleazar and Ithamar ministered as priests in the presence of Aaron their father. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and present them before Aaron the priest, that they may serve him. And they shall attend to his needs and the needs of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of meeting, to do the work of the tabernacle. Also they shall attend to all the furnishings of the tabernacle of meeting, and to the needs of the children of Israel to do the work of the tabernacle. And you shall give the Levites to Aaron and to his sons, and they are entirely given to him, given entirely to him from among the children of Israel. So you shall appoint Aaron and his sons, and they shall attend to their priesthood. But the outsider who comes near shall be put to death. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Now behold, I myself have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of every firstborn who opens the womb among the children of Israel. Therefore the Levites shall be mine, because all the firstborn are mine. On the day that I struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified to myself all the firstborn in Israel, both man and beast. They shall be mine. I am Yahweh. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, Number the children of Levi by their fathers' houses, by their families. You shall number every male from a month old and above. So Moses numbered them according to the word of Yahweh, as he was commanded. These were the sons of Levi by their names, Gershon, Kohat, and Merari. And these are the names of the sons of Gershon by their families, Libni and Shimei. And the sons of Kohat by their families, Amram, Izahar, Hebron, and Utziel. And the sons of Merari by their families, Mahli and Mushi. These are the families of the Levites by their fathers' houses. From Gershon came the family of the Libnites and the family of the Shemites. These were the families of the Gershonites. Those who were numbered according to the number of all the males from a month old and above, of those who were numbered, there were 7,500. The families of the Gershonites were to camp behind the tabernacle westward, and the leader of the father's house of the Gershonites was Eliasaph, son of Lael. The duties of the children of Gershon and the tabernacle of meeting included the tabernacle, the tent with its covering, the screen for the door of the tabernacle of meeting, the screen for the door of the court, the hangings of the court, which are around the tabernacle, and the altar, and their cords according to all the work relating to them. From Kohat came the family of the Amramites, the family of the Izharites, the family of the Hebronites, the family of the Uzzelites. These were the families of the Kohatites. According to the number of all the males, from a month old and above, there were 8,600 keeping charge of the sanctuary. The families of the children of Kohat were to camp on the south side of the tabernacle. And the leader of the father's houses, the father's house of the families of the Kohatites was Elizaphan, the son of Uziel. Their duty included the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the utensils of the sanctuary with which they ministered, the screen, and all the work related, relating to them. Until Eliezer, son of Aaron the priest, was, and Eliezer, son of Aaron the priest, was to be chief over the leaders of the Levites, with oversight of those who kept charge of the sanctuary. From Merari came the family of the Mahalites and the family of the Mushites. These were the families of Merari. 
and those who were numbered according to the number of all the males, from a month old and above, were 6,200. The leader of the father's house of the families of Merari was Zuriel, the son of Abihail. These were to camp on the north side of the tabernacle. And the appointed duty of the children of Merari included the boards of the tabernacle, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, its utensils, all the work relating to them, and the pillars of the court all round, with their sockets, their pegs, and their courts. Moreover, those who were to camp before the tabernacle on the east, before the tabernacle of meeting, were Moses, Aaron, and his sons, keeping charge of the sanctuary to meet the needs of the children of Israel. But the outsider who came near was to be put to death. All who are numbered of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron numbered by the, at the commandment of Yahweh, by their families, all the males from a month old and up and above, were twenty-two thousand. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Number all the firstborn males of the children of Israel from a month old and above, and take the number of their names. And you shall take the Levites for me, I am Yahweh. Instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel, and the livestock of the Levites, instead of all the firstborn among the livestock of the children of Israel. So Moses numbered all the firstborn among the children of Israel, as Yahweh commanded him. And all the firstborn males, according to the number of names, from a month old and above, of those who were numbered of them, were twenty-two thousand two hundred seventy-three. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites, instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel, and the livestock of the Levites, instead of their livestock, the Levites shall be mine, I am Yahweh. And for the redemption of the two hundred and seventy-three of the firstborn of the children of Israel, who are more than the number of the Levites, you shall take five shekels for each one individually. You shall take them in the currency of the shekel of the sanctuary, the shekel of twenty garas. And you shall give the money with which the excess number of them is redeemed to Aaron and to his sons. So Moses took the redemption money from those who were over and above those who were redeemed by the Levites. From the firstborn of the children of Israel, he took the money, 1,365 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. And, and Moses gave their redemption money to Aaron and his sons, according to the word of Yahweh, as Yahweh had commanded Moses. <clears throat> that sends this reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. Uh, following the Lord's plan for the Lord's pattern, even uh, for the arrangement of his people, and especially uh, for how they are to draw near to him, the way we are to be in proximity to him, which for us, of course, now, we draw near to him uh, only by faith, only in Christ, only in union with him. Uh, and he's also, of course, prescribed the actions uh, by which we do that in the public worship. Uh, but the arrangement of uh, the Lord's people towards him uh, is a matter of life and death. Coming to God only in Jesus is a matter of life and death. And we ought to be deadly serious even uh, about the public worship uh, and come only in those things that God himself has said are the ones that come to him through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is underlined at the beginning of the chapter as he starts the uh, census of the Levites by reminding us that Nadab and Abihu are not included in the census, not only because they were executed, but also because God, knowing God, knowing their disposition towards himself, uh, had providentially prevented them from having any children even, 
uh, before the time that they were executed. Uh, and so the first two, the eldest two strands of the priestly line of the four strands, half the priesthood and the elder half of the priesthood, uh, have been wiped out um, before they ever came to be. Uh, and so he underlines to us uh, just how serious this is. And, uh, and he describes then the purpose uh, of the, uh, the rest of the camp uh, as so that no outsider comes near and dies. As we see again in verse 10, the outsider uh, who comes near shall be put to death. And then it's repeated uh, when you have Aaron and his sons uh, and that would have been at first, you know, you'd have 22,000 basically in the camps on the northwest and south, and then just Moses, Aaron, and his sons on the east side. Uh, but you still had this about a kilometer distance. So you'd have that big open space on the east side between Moses and Aaron's camp uh, and the camp of Judah uh, who uh, and the two tribes that were with him that were on that side. And that big open space would also remind them this is a matter of survival. God is saving our lives by the regular principle. Uh, in the second place, you see that God has claimed those whom he redeems. Uh, of course, we all belong to him because he's created us. This was uh, one of the reasons that Egyptians were executed. Uh, and yet, God adds to his claim upon the Israelites precisely by not executing them. He redeems them. The firstborn of the Israelites do not die. The firstborn of the Israelites' cattle uh, do not die. <coughs> and so God places a special claim uh, upon them, and he says they are mine. Uh, and within the, uh, the people of Israel then, he made a particular claim to the firstborn, uh, showing that every household is his. Uh, the firstborn is the one who uh, is the beginning of a new household. Uh, and so not just that we as individuals are his, but that he views his church in household units. Uh, and, you know, there are different uh, households of different sizes, uh, but there's one firstborn in each house. Uh, and he lays claim to us individually uh, as he redeems us. Um, everlastingly, but he also lays claim to us by household as he redeems us into, gathers us into his covenant people in the visible church. And this, of course, continues still. The children of believers are called holy in First Corinthians 7. The question of whether, or probably more likely, how many infants were in the various households in the household baptisms of the New Testament uh, are next to the point. They're beside the point. They are household baptisms. And so the Lord lays claim, uh, of course, to everyone, every individual whom he redeems. Uh, and you feel that in your heart when you rest upon Jesus and are rejoicing in him and realize that you have been bought with a price and you belong to God uh, as a person from your heart, uh, but also the household covenantally is set apart to God within the church. Uh, that the Lord displays here by the claim made upon the firstborn uh, and the necessity then of redeeming the Levites uh, for 
the particular work of the tabernacle in the Church of God uh, as representatives then of the whole nation of Israel, each household in its firstborn uh, being involved then in the tabernacle work. We also see, and we'll get into this a lot more next uh, next chapter because the the duties of each of the uh, Levitical tribes is going to be uh, much more specifically detailed. Uh, but there is mundane service that is necessary uh, for the heavenly worship. There's a lot of setting up and taking down and spices and fire and wood and animals and grain and oils. and There's just a lot that needs to be done there. Uh, and praise God, the great part of the earthly work in our worship was completed already 2,000 years ago, just done once so perfectly and so effectually that it never has to be done again. The Lord Jesus has done the great part of uh, the great earthly part necessary uh, for our heavenly worship. And indeed, our worship is the more heavenly by being the less earthly, uh, which is why if we try to add that which is earthy and earthly, uh, we are denying the difference that Christ has made. Uh, and we are putting ourselves in just the danger that we were hearing about uh, earlier in the chapter. But there are some things that have to be done on earth. Uh, we have to gather. Uh, it's good for us to uh, think about the place and take good care of the place um, that we gather. Uh, someone needs to take care of the bread and the wine in order that uh, we may partake well of the Lord's Supper. Uh, we, it's good that there be the water available to pour for uh, baptism. Uh, there is, There are things that need to be done, uh, but they should be done with a view toward the heavenliness that they serve. And there's just, there's this principle then that those whom the Lord put around the tabernacle in the particular particular camps had duties that corresponded to where they were. Uh, the principle of separation we already uh, covered with the threat of death. Finally, when we get to uh, this exchange of taking the, the Levites instead of the firstborn, uh, you see that God is teaching us, again, the principle of, of his election. Uh, the ordinary thing about men is to choose the firstborn. God repeatedly, stubbornly, chooses someone other than the firstborn. So, uh, Abraham instead of Nahor, and Isaac instead of Ishmael, and Jacob instead of Esau, and now the Levites instead of all of the firstborn of Israel. And so there's this principle that God will choose whom he chooses because he is pleased to choose. Uh, and it's not based upon uh, something uh, in them. And this is, this is true in election unto life. And it's also true in God's election. God's providentially selecting and being pleased to select those whom he is going to make officers in, uh, in his church. And so he gifts them and graces them in the ways that are recognizable. Uh, as uh, in First Timothy 3 and Titus 1 and so forth. But there's this principle of election. And then there's this principle of substitution. We see that 
the 22,000 are given in place of the 22,000. Uh, and there's also the principle of redemption. Uh, 273 further also need to be uh, redeemed. And so you have substitution uh, and redemption. Uh, and this is for the service of God in the church. It's not like a Levite um, was valuable enough that he could be a substitute for someone from the other tribes. Uh, and it's not like five shekels is valuable enough that it could be a substitute for some. This is a substitute for service in the church, but it has the principle of substitution, uh, to which Psalm 49 verses 6 through 9 say, uh, even the richest man is unable to redeem a single life with his money, that that life would not go down to the pit. Uh, and so we see the principle of substitution, and we see the principle of redemption, but we see that only Jesus is valuable enough to be the substitute for everlasting life. And only Jesus is valuable enough to be the purchase price for everlasting life. And finally, we see a precision of God that communicates the preciousness of his people. Uh, 22,000 sounds like a round number to us until the other number comes out to be 22,000. Uh, is it 237? I've lost track. 273, sorry. 22,273. God is not losing track. Every last one of those uh, will be redeemed. Uh, and so there's, uh, there's a meticulous precision to what he does here, and it communicates the preciousness of each individual firstborn, the preciousness of each individual household uh, in his people, even in the visible church. God is uh, keenly interested uh, and pays attention to every single one you matter. Your household matters to God. He is paying attention to you, and he has arranged things specifically with each of his people in mind. And if so, in the visible church, how much more those elect uh, whom he has uh, redeemed not only uh, for service in the, in the visible church, uh, but those whom he has everlastingly redeemed for adoption and glory in his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, so again, we count chapters of the Bible uh, boring or untheological or impractical at our peril. There, is, uh, there are the riches of many of the great truths of the Bible uh, just in this census of the Levites uh, and much application for our lives. And so the Lord give us to rejoice that he has saved us by Christ and to take our part uh, in his church, especially uh, very seriously uh, as uh, we and our household are a part of it. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for Numbers chapter 3. Pray that you would help us as we meditate in these things and uh, get ready to hear it preached on the Lord's Day evening. We pray that your spirit would be softening our hearts now and that he would come in power and help us and your whole church, your whole congregation in this place when we come to hear it preached, to be glorified, O oh God, by what you do in our house and what you do in our congregation, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.